It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Here's a story that I want to get to. Do you buy a meal deal um, when you're coming into work of a day or when you go off for your lunch one o'clock. Do you buy yourself a meal deal? Do you get the sandwich and maybe the bottle of water and do you take the bar of chocolate or the the bag of crisps with it and do you because it's we say six quid for the whole lot and if you were to just buy the sandwich and the drink it would be 540 or 560 and you get the whatever. They're, the HSE their clinical lead on obesity uh, is a man called Dr. Donald O'Shea and Dr. O'Shea wants these deals banned. He wants these special deals for lunch banned. It comes after the World Health Organization found that the pandemic um, prompted a spike in unhealthy eating. Which is, we hardly needed the WHO to tell us that, but... It is what it is. 65% of us Irish people are now overweight or classed as overweight. And our rate of obesity is one of the highest in Europe. So Dr. O'Shea wants to clamp down on this deal where you get a a sandwich or a wrap or a roll and a drink and then a bar of chocolate or a pack of crisps for maybe, what, 50 cents on top of it. Dr. John Sheehan, good morning. Morning, PJ. Seems a bit extreme, trying to legislate us into what we can have for our lunch. It does, yeah, on the face of it. But when you step back a little bit, PJ, and look at many other public health measures that have occurred over the last 40 years, such as seatbelts, such as drink driving, such as the smoking ban, um, all a minimum price alcohols, all of those initially, when they first came out, everyone was giving out about the nanny state and telling us how much we should be able to drink and um, things like that. And now when you look at it, you would think it's bananas that people could smoke in the staff room or smoke in the cinema or any places like that and this is probably an extension of that now i agree with you i think really this should be more emphasis on education and getting people to make healthy choices than uh, legislation because mm. the vast majority of people who buy meal deals probably are younger people more likely people on fixed incomes and like yourself you know you're in a garage or you're in a, you know a deli you see it and it's an extra 20 cents and you say i'll get the bag of crisps and you know it tastes 
love you when you eat it. Mm. But we need to start changing some of that behavior. And I think this is the beginning of that. I don't know, does it quite need legislation as more direction and education and choices? So, so before, if you were getting a drink, it might have to be, you know, Coke or Pepsi or something like that. Now you can use what, you know, you can have water. Mm. And likewise with things like crisps and things, maybe we should we have the other option of substituting that with fruit. I know if you go and you see a bunch of teenagers, they're all going to get the crisps. But if we start bringing those choices in, um, you know, gradually what we're trying to do, PJ, is we're trying to shift that behavior and change that behavior. And that takes time. And we see it and we see the benefits of it with smoking and the smoking ban. We see the benefits of it with, say, seatbelt use, with drink driving, with all with minimal price, with alcohol use now, hopefully. All of those things, they take years to come in. But it's about changing behavior. But I agree. I don't think we quite need legislation mm. for that. But what we can do is we can start giving people better healthy choices because, um, you know, we all like the quick snacks. We all like the things that give us a sort of a quick hit. Yeah. But we need to start changing some of that behavior. Yeah. I mean, for personally speaking, I have been known to buy the odd meal deal, but I will always get water because I kind of control my intake of fizzy drinks these days. Now that's maturity that comes with a little bit of age. Uh, plus the fact that the sugar rushes, I can't take them anymore. But what I've often done is, John, keep the bag of crisps. I mightn't eat them for a day or two. They're in the they're in the glove compartment of the car. So they're not actually I'm actually not actually binging on them. But I'm thinking in terms of like a lot of people who'd come into your surgery there in in Blackpool on fixed incomes. Like that packet of crisps is a treat for a child at the weekend who might otherwise not get it because mum or dad can't afford it. Absolutely. And like what you're doing there is, you know, you're, you, again, you're making the choice. Yeah. You know, you might get the crisp, but you might keep them for, for, for later. So it's about people making choices and about being informed and having those options. And really, I think it's good that we're having this conversation. I think it's good that Do- Don O'Shea has done huge work on obesity and he sees and uh, and he runs an obesity clinic in, in, in Dublin. So he sees the consequences of it. So I think it's beholden all of us to start going further upstream and seeing what we can do in terms of choices, seeing what we can do in terms of behaviour. As you know, PJ, we've had a million conversations in the city about cycle lanes and sustainability and mm. things. And all of those things feed into sort of being a healthy city and a healthy environment. And this is just one part of that. But I don't think it quite needs legislation. I think it needs more choices and more education and more awareness of what needs to be done. Mm. One of the examples I often give uh, my patients when they're talking about trying to lose weight um, and diet and exercise, and diet really is about 70 to 80% of our, our, our contribution to, to, to weight if you're trying to lose weight. Um, a, a biscuit, a chocolate biscuit, you have to walk a kilometre or more than a kilometre, nearly a mile, to burn off the calories that a chocolate biscuit has. It's much easier to eat just maybe one chocolate biscuit or two chocolate biscuits rather than four chocolate biscuits. It's much easier to do that than to have to walk two or three miles. And it's about educating people and giving them choices about uh, about things. And really, I think that's where we should be putting mm. our energy in. Sometimes, John, I, I worry about that kind of comparison because people, we also have, and let's face it, Doctor, you see too, we have a, a difficulty with obesity in the country. We absolutely do. We'd be lying to ourselves if we didn't. But we also have huge difficulty with eating disorders and how easily they can be triggered triggered by loose talk about obesity and eating. 
Oh, absolutely. And I, I think this is why it needs to be done in a sort of a healthy cities, healthy environment sort of uh, um, manner. Because, you know, you have this, particularly with social media now, you have this fat shaming, you have mm. this sort of um, negative talk, um, and you have these unrealistic expectations of body beautiful and all of that. So by normalizing some of these healthy behaviors in our society and doing it as on a society uh, um, level, I think we get a much, much better result. Um, one of the things I really find, uh, you know, when, when I'm working, PJ, is, you know, people who are trying to lose weight, heavy people find it really hard to go to the gym. They find it really hard to lose weight. Um, you know, it, it, they're very self-conscious, body body conscious. Um, and, and that shouldn't be the way we should, you know, we, we should be promoting a society where we're all doing the healthy sort of options. If you look at countries like Finland and things like that, they have managed to achieve, they're about 20 years ahead of us and a lot of what they, they have done in terms of active you know, activity and diet and you know, cycling and things like that. And they, they actually have made a huge difference um, in terms of their overall level of health and level of obesity. And I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, we need to have open and honest conversations, but we shouldn't have these sort of stigma mm. and this sort of fat shaming that goes on. Yeah. Just before I let you go, a Facebook post by my, my pal in Killarney, Paul Trevor, about school lunches. I just thought I'd get your thoughts on it. He was making the observation that he sees so many kids going into a shop with three or four euro to buy at the deli rather than taking a lunch that's that's made at home. And in the, the, the temptation when you're standing at a deli counter, John, is to go for the, the sausage rolls or, or the wedgies. And that's not a healthy lunch for a child. So, so do we make it? Would you, as a doctor, for example, encourage your patients to give their children a lunch that is made at home? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and again, you know, for, from a financial point of view, it makes sense. Uh, from a healthy eating point of view, it makes sense. But also from habits that you're building for the future. Because the habits we have as children and teenagers, they're the habits we tend to carry on into our, in, into our adult lives. So if you're used to having healthy options and bringing them in from home, and it's much easier to do that than when you're standing at a deli counter and looking. And of course, there's lovely sausage rolls or, you know, all the other sort of stuff that's there. Um, so if you have have that food, and and again, it's about normalising it as a society, so that if everyone is doing that, it's much easier for you doing that. You know, I'm not saying don't be good. You know, buying stuff the odd time, but don't make it a daily habit. And it's about changing those habits because this is a long term project. This is over your over someone's lifetime. And really, I say to people, you know, the habits. It's it's about the habits that you're developing in your teens, in your twenties, in your thirties that you'll carry forward. You know, for 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 the rest of your years. And if you have good habits, you know, in in your school years that will carry forward and it'll make a big difference long term all right john thank you very much dr john sheehan counselor dr john sheehan meal deals your thoughts i look you know these and meal deals in chippers as well as what i think the hse are looking at the, the kind of thing where you get sort of a burger and chips and a massive coke for four or five quid there are some places i just can't eat those anymore i can i can eat the burger and I, or I can eat the chips, but trying to get the two into me and the coke on top of it, no, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. My stomach isn't 
big enough for it anymore. I can't do it. But some people do. I don't know where they put it. But the HSE wants to intervene there too. But in particular, it wants to intervene in your supermarket. So when you got your, your sandwich or your wrap or your roll this morning at half past seven and you got your bottle of water or your bottle of Coke or whatever with it, and you got the crisps for 40 cents, so you got the Kit Kat for 50 cents. HSC's doctor, Donald O'Shea, wants to ban that um, because he said it's not a healthy, it's not healthy, it's not, it's not a way we make, we make healthy choices. Also, just on what Paul is saying, uh, just to go back into that Facebook post of his, he asked the question, this is Paul being Paul, which means he's poking. Do parents not have time anymore to make a nutritious lunch for their kids at school? Is it they don't know how? Are people just too lazy? Do they think it's cheaper to do it that way? And he's looking for people's take. Chatting to Fiona this morning, sometimes the lunch, and a lot of parents say the same, the lunch will come home in the lunchbox. The, the sandwich will come home in the lunchbox. So if you give them a couple of quid, they'll go to the shop and they'll buy something and actually eat it. But the sandwich comes home in the in, in the box. But do anyone listening to me who gives their who make makes the point of giving their kids a lunch every day, or do you give them money? If you give them money, why do you give them money? Why don't you make a lunch for them uh, across five days? What's going to cost you twenty twenty five quid? You'd make a lot of lunches for twenty twenty five quid. Things to ponder this morning on the opinion line. Quartz 96 FM.